Okay, and what are you going to do on your turn? Something stupid. Um, you are in, in the in the face of that uh, that elemental. Yes. I don't want to be in the face of this elemental, so I will try my luck at running away from it. Okay. Then it is your turn. What do you got? What do I got? Ice Lizard goes, and it also comes racing up to you, and it is going to attack you five times. Five times? Oh, I have something. He's, yep. Oh, is he my hunter's mark or my other one? Oh, he's my hunter's mark. I don't have something. Okay. Chapter 305, Jade's Tale. Okay. So in the last episode, we wrapped up Adrian Sorzok's tale. They got to go back to the, uh, the monastery and found the home fires burning literally. Um, and they decided to go and, uh, you know, since the, the undead had made a... a a disaster of their uh, monastery. Maybe just go and uh, finish the job and destroy the whole thing. So that was fun, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. Um, but right now, we are cutting over to Jade's tail. And not the one that she carries around with her, but the story. And uh, so, Melanie, what actually, what did you think of uh, Adrian Sorzak's tale, the, uh, the invasion of the monastery? It was fun, a lot of fighting. It was a lot of fighting. It's kind of, it it was kind of bizarre to think that um, the whole thing took a matter of minutes in game, but yet took about three months both in the release schedule and in uh, game time to actually do. Mm-hmm. But now we're cutting over to Jade's story. So as you remember, um, you have the five rings in the uh in the tabaxi treehouse and um galchabar had sent you through one of them and uh, as you went through you know the the fire enveloped you which is is uh, a little disconcerting uh but thankfully didn't cause you any damage or anything and you step out into the same forest except now you're up to your knees in snow so you are considerably higher up on the mountains. And, and of course, this is, you know, October. So um, the snows have started to come in. Um, now, you being a ranger and having uh, gone and and uh, wandered these mountains a lot, you know that um, you have to be somewhat slightly to the north and west of the Tabaxi homeland. Mm-hmm. Because if you go any further to the south... Um, the well, first the elevation dips, and you're not in the area of the permanent snows, uh, but also you're getting closer and closer to the delta and uh, Kalium Sedes, 
and down there the tropical influences take over so that you know the mountains down there um, stay snow free far higher in the elevations than they do north and west of the tabaxi treehouse and you also know that once you get over that first ridge of mountains because you made this wander before the snows go away um, there's almost no snow on the western exposure of the mountains because of course that is facing the great uh, current which keeps things warm and and as you found out uh, allows you to grow coffee plantations and so forth mm -hmm. on on the uh, western exposures there Mm -hmm. And anyways, um, so you're somewhere on the eastern side of the mountains, um, high up up enough to actually be in permanent snows, but uh, far enough down that you're not uh, in glacial areas. But still, um, you weren't really ready for this. Now, you're better off than maybe your companions would be because you've got a nice fur coat that's built in, but it's still chilly out. And uh, yeah, you, normally coming up here, you'd be uh, going in, you know, double wrapped cloaks, fur lined with uh, really sturdy boots and so forth. And the uh, equipment that you have is uh, not quite up to the task. So we'll see if that becomes an issue as you go along. Now, is the rest of the party with me? Well, funny you should ask. Um, so you step out of the circle and you have this dysphoric moment. Because if you remember, in the, in the last um, three iterations of this, the parties all appeared together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so at, at once you're used to seeing everybody together, but the rest of the party is not there. And so, you know, for, for a moment, your, your mind kind of reels with the dichotomy of being together and apart at the same time. Um, but there is... Another person oh. nearby. You look off to your left, and between you and him, there are a bunch of tracks in the snow, all going in different directions. But at the far side of that group, there stands a man, a very burly man. I mean, he's got just some rippling muscles everywhere. Not like Arnold Schwarzenegger style, but this is someone who is used to hard manual labor on a regular basis. Um, and uh, he you know, kind of wears an apron, a leather apron. His uh, breeches have uh, basically sear marks where something hot has burned holes in them. Mm -hmm. And in his right hand, he holds a smith's hammer. And on his left side is a dog, a hound, an enormous hound. It stands, his shoulder of this dog is at this guy's waist. And what makes it truly terrifying is the hound is spectral. There is just this electric blue outline of the dog. Mm -hmm. But there's no physical form there. But it does kind of, shift in prance as you would expect a regular dog to do mm -hmm. and he as you see him turn or as he sees you turn his way he says they've all left haven't they pardon well they all showed up one at a time and they looked around they didn't see anybody so they all left 
I've been waiting to see who the last person is that was to show up, and that apparently is you. It would be. Well, what you gonna do, Lassie? They've kind of all gone their ways. Are, are they your, you know, your companions? Do you need to find them, or, or do you not care about them? I mean, we've been traveling together, so I hoped they'd stay. Huh, well, this'll be a bit of a test, won't it? Yeah. Well, I can see that you're used to the mountains, although what you're doing up here at this time of year without any good cold weather gear, I don't know. Maybe you're made of sterner stuff. Let's Seems hope. a tad chilly to me. It is. Oh, so, uh, a tough one, are you? I'd like to think I am. Well, let's see what you're made of then. And then maybe we'll see if we can find your friends. And he just kind of waves his hammer. And out in the middle of the clearing in front of you, burrows up from this ground. It's a indigo to electric blue looking, almost reptilian creatures, except it's got six legs and this maw of icy looking teeth. Do I know what it is? Yeah, I don't know. Roll for me either history, um, maybe nature might find it, ah. or even arcana, whatever your best one there. Arcana nature or history? Uh, Eleven. No. You've, th th this is some sort of you know, creature of the elements, but you have no idea what it is. Um, the only thing you can tell is it seems to be at home in the cold. And then slurping up next to it, all of a sudden just rising out of the snow. The snow just seems to melt next to it and the water pools and then jumps up as if it is a corporeal creature itself made just of water. Mm-hmm. And we will need to roll initiative. Okay. Goodness. Okay. Not my worst roll. 23. Okay, 23 for Jade. And... Okay. So, um... As you can imagine, you get to go first, as usual. So all of a sudden, you've got this electric blue reptilian creature and next to it, a living pile of water. What are you going to do? Um, good question. Um, I will creep closer to it and... The first time I'm going to use this, I'm going to use Hunter's Sense for my uh, Ranger Conclave, which is an action. Oh, let me find it. Well, actually, at this point, maybe we should just break real quick. And something happened in the off time. You all leveled up. 
I did. So um, obviously we can't go around the table since the, you're the only one here. But why don't you tell us what happened to Jade on the level up? What happened to you at level 18? At level 18, besides a couple of hit points, I've got feral senses. So basically, um, if I'm fighting something invisible, it doesn't impose disadvantage on me. And I can sense... I'm aware of the location of any invisible creature within 30 feet of me, provided it's not hidden and I'm not blinded or deafened. Interesting. So I can't see them, but I know where they are and I can hit them without disadvantage. Nice. Okay. Hunter Sense. Had this since third level. And it's an action, so I don't use it a lot. So it's choose one creature you can see within 60 feet. I will choose the ice bug and you immediately learn whether the creature has any damage immunity resistances or vulnerabilities and what they are but if the creature is hidden from divination magic you sense nothing okay so um is it immunities and vulnerabilities or what uh damage immunities resistances and vulnerabilities okay so it is vulnerable to fire as you might expect from such a cold creature and immune to cold as you can imagine from such a creature. Uh, no resistances, though. Okay. Oh, hold up. I wanted to do this, but I forgot to do it when I leveled up because I can switch my spells around. Um, I wanted to get Flame Arrow because that was a really cool one that, mm-hmm. that uh, Adri had that I can also get. Yeah. So that that is in my my list of spells that I need to. I think it's third level. I don't use this spell ever. Now's your big chance. Okay, and then as a bonus action on my turn, I will hunter's mark the ice. The ice lizard thing? The ice insect. It was not an insect. It's like a lizard or something. Yeah. Ice bug. Lizard. A six-legged icy lizard thing, yeah. Okay. Anything else? Um, That's all I can do. That's all I can do. Okay. So now the um, living water uh, comes racing forward at you. And runs right up to you and get, goes after you with two slam attacks. Oh, boy. And that's a pair of really lousy rolls. I'm going to assume that a 12 and a uh, 10 are not going to hit you. No. Okay. So just uh, kind of swings and swings. Okay. And then the ice lizard goes. And it also comes racing up to you. And it is going to attack you five times. Five times? Uh, with its, It rears up and goes after you with its four claws. And um, it's... Uh, and it's a uh, bite attack. Oh. So the 10 isn't going to hit. Will an 18 hit you? 18's my armor class. Yeah, a nat 1 is not going to do it. And a 12 is uh, not going to do it. But uh, the nat 20 will. Yep. So it does get you with two of the claws, one of them with a nat 20. 
luckily the bite doesn't hit. And that's some really lousy rolls. That's hilarious. Thank goodness. So the um, first claw attack gets you for eight points of piercing damage. And the second one gets you for 11 points of piercing damage. Okay. So okay. now you have these two ice creatures, water creatures, just in your face. Uh, what are you going to do? Everything's in action. Um, I will. Good question. Run away so I can shoot them, I think. Oh, I don't know. I will take my sword out and hit each of them once. Okay. So for the ice lizard, that probably won't hit with a 14. No, just bounce off their thorny hide. And with the water blob, that is a uh, non-natural 20. That hits. That will be um, 13 points of damage. Okay. Uh, Anything else? Yeah, I will. I should have done this before, but I'll, as my bonus action, I will designate the water thing as my, my slayer's prey. Okay. Could you have done that before? I could have. I should have, because then I would do more damage to it. Okay, so well, why don't we why don't we uh, retcon that? So what what would you have done if you had thought ahead of time and done things? I would make the water elemental my my slayer's prey. Mm -hmm. So and then hit it. And then hit it. Okay, and then what what damage would you have done then? Instead, just of an 13? extra one. So. Okay, well that's kind of good too. Okay, and then the water creature gets to go. Swings at you twice. The first one's at 10 isn't going to hit, but the 26, I believe, will hit you. Yeah. And hits you pretty hard. So that's um, 16 points of bludgeoning damage from uh, getting whacked by the, uh, the wall of water. And then the... Ice Lizard goes and gets you for five times with the, the claws and everything. And so 18 is your armor class. Armor class. So it hits you with three of the claws uh, with an 18, 25, and 20. But the 14 and the, uh, and the uh, 12 for the last claw and the bite don't get you. So the first claw does... Um, nine points. Mm -hmm. Second claw. Jeez, I'm rolling terrible. Um, does eight points. Third claw does uh, 13 points. Okay. So then we go to the top of the round again and you get to go. Um... Seeing that fist fighting these with my sword is probably not the best idea I can come up with, I will 
Uh, what's the terrain like around here? So basically, it is you are in the mountains, so you can imagine it's it's kind of a a um, not very steady uh, area. It's kind of inclined, lumpy, and has um, a lot a lot of conifers around. You just a lot of trees here and there. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am going to run away. I will use my 30 feet and then my cat's uh, grace or whatever mm-hmm, it yep. is to get another 30 feet away. Um, okay, that'll trigger opportunity op- attacks yeah. from both of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that this might work out. The um, water blob... Uh, gets a twenty-two, so it does hit you with its uh, mm-hmm. with its water fist for um, eleven points of damage, but it's a sixteen from the bite from the uh, ice lizard, which won't hit. Yep. Okay, so you're now sixty feet away. I'm now sixty feet away, and. I will shoot them twice, or shoot each of them once. Do you want to do that, or do you want to like concentrate fire and try to take one of the opponents out? That's a good question. Can I still have... I will cast Lightning Arrow. Okay. Uh... Ah, it's so hard. I, I don't have time to, to think about what I'm about to do. And I will I will hit the ice lizard. Okay. With my lightning arrow. For a non natural twenty. Hits. So takes forty-eight lightning damage. Uh so he will take twelve points of lightning damage. Okay. Oh, yeah. Nope. 14 points of lightning damage. Okay. And then the water creature needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. And its dexterity saving throw is... A nat 20. Well, he'll save. So he he will take four points of lightning damage. Okay. And then I will use sharpshooter and shoot the lizard one more time. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. For 18 to hit. 18 does hit. So that will be for 18 points of damage. Okay. I just want... I'm like rolling like hitting every time, but I'm rolling like sixes and eights and fours and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not, not the best I've ever rolled. Yeah, well, the damage on the side hasn't been all that great either. Okay, so then the... Um, Water blob comes forward at you and only makes it halfway there. Um, so it moves forward 30 feet, so it's still about 30 feet away from you. And the um, ice lizard, though, does something interesting. You just see it rear back and it just opens its mouth and as it hits the ground, exhales a cone of frigid air. 
So I need a saving throw from you for constitution. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's not... Ten. Oh, I hate Cone of Cold. So as you can imagine, a ten is not going to do it. Oh, I have something. He's, yep. Oh, is he my hunter's mark or my other one? Oh, he's my hunter's mark. I don't have something. Okay. Oh, wow. Finally rolled well. Oh, my goodness. You take 64 points of cold damage um, as he just tags you soundly with that ability. Okay. What do you add anyway? See, we're getting beaten pretty good. Nine. Okay, that's not terribly good. No. Um, and you just hear the uh, the uh, guy over on the side with the smith's hammer just kind of go, oh, Lord, this isn't going very well. And he looks down and he, uh, you know, at the uh, spectral dog at his side and he says, Sigum! And you just see the dog race forward and just leap upon the neck of the ice lizard and just buries it in the uh, neck of the ice lizard. Oh, yes. Uh, Non-natural 20. For 24 points of damage. Um, and just kind of tumbles over and they, they end up, you know, tumbling into a huge ball together. Okay. And then it is your turn. And um, so, the like I said, the uh, ice lizard is 60 feet away. The um, water blob is 30 feet away. Um, what are you going to do? I will back up like 10 feet. And then shoot twice at the water blob with sharpshooter. Okay. You sure you don't want to like do a full 30 foot move? So that way you can, if it does double moves, it won't be right on you? I guess. Okay. I will move 30 feet back. Okay. And then shoot him twice with sharpshooter. Okay. With uh, the lowest one is going to be a 18. The highest one is going to be a... Both hit then. Big number. Yes. Big numbers 21, hit. 21, I think. Yep. So 19 and 18. Okay. Finally, some good numbers. I've been hitting. Okay. Yeah. And that dings up pretty good. Um, and so. Oh, and plus two. Okay. Okay. And so it uh, realizes that you are getting away and it double moves. So it gets right up in your face, but it can't attack. And then the um, frost salamander uh, goes and tries to use the claw claw bites on uh, or claw 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 bite on the, uh, the dog and gets a nat 20 on one of the uh, claw attacks and uh, does some damage to it and then the dog gets to go 
and it hits again, doing 19 points of damage this time. And uh, then we wrap around to you again. So the uh, water blob has caught right up to you and is in your face. Mm -hmm. uh, but it can't attack at this point. So what are you going to do? I'm going to drop my hunter's mark on the lizard because I'm not fighting it. And I'm guessing this thing is an elemental. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to cast protection from good and evil on myself. Um. So he will have disadvantage. disadvantage. Okay. Are you going to try to run away some more or are you going to just take it toe to toe? Um, I will pull out my sword and hit it twice. Okay. Or try to. Uh, that will be a uh, 24 yes. and a, oh, a 22 yes. and a 19. Yes. You hit him twice. The first one, terrible numbers, is going to be an eight. Okay. Eight points of damage, and then eight points of damage. Okay. Still not a bad round. And it tries to go and whack you back. Oh, that was a bad idea that I stayed there. Yeah, it was a bad idea that you stayed there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I seem to remember the dungeon master mentioning you should move. However, it looks like this one isn't going to come and bite you in the butt unless... A 16 hits you. It does not. Okay, you're able to jump aside and dodge both of those blows. Okay, and then the ice lizard and the dog are tangling. The ice lizard hits twice, but once with the bite. Oh, it just does terrible damage, though. Oh, did he have disadvantage on me when he hit me? He didn't hit me. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. So. I can see how badly he didn't hit you if you want. <laughs> no, I'm good. And so, yeah, the uh, the ice lizard bites and and claws once. Uh, so the dog takes quite a bit of damage, but, but the dog bites back and hits again, just barely, for the tune of 15 points of damage. Um, and the lizard's looking a little beat up. Not terribly, but a little beat up. Okay, and then we go to top of the round, and um, you are in, in the in the face of that uh, that elemental. Yes. I don't want to be in the face of this elemental, so I will try my luck at running away from it. Okay. And I will run away from it 30 feet. Okay. So it tries to swing on you with disadvantage. What am I doing with those? With disadvantage. And, oh, the 21 turns into a 14 and you make it away. Hey, And I will shoot him twice. Okay. With the sharpshooter. Um, the lowest one is going to be a 18 and a 24. They both hit 24. them. Yeah. The first one will hit him for finally some good damage. 
24 points of damage. Ouch. And the next one will hit him for 21 points of damage. Okay, and you just see the um, pile of water just disassociate and plop down in the and start to freeze in the snow. Okay, and then the salamander hits three times, once more with its bite. Chomp, chomp, chomp. And the, um, you see the uh, spectral dog just disappear. And then it reappears next to the smith. Okay, so the dog's out of it. So top of the round. And you are now 120 feet away from the ice lizard there. Perfect. And uh, what are you going to do? What a great place to be. Um... I will. Use my bonus action to cast. Oh. It doesn't say how many times I can designate someone as my prey. Read the description. Let's see if we can figure it out. You can focus your eye on one foe, increasing harm when you inflict. When you. Increasing the harm you inflict on it. Blah, blah, blah. The benefit lasts until you finish a short or long rest. It ends early if you designate another creature. As a bonus action, you designate one creature you can see within 60 feet. Yeah, so you can just, uh, just go him. back and forth, back and forth to cool. whoever you want. I will designate this new new foe with my prey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will shoot him twice. Okay. Using sharpshooter or not using you sharpshooter? Using sharpshooter. Okay. Oh, that's terrible. Terrible rolls. The probably won't hit. The highest one is a 15. No, they just go sliding wide. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Very low. I rolled a four and a three, which so, makes it a negative one and a zero, or a negative two and a negative one. Sounds good. Um, any other movement or anything? Uh, and then I'll try keeping my distance. So you can move 30 feet backwards? 30 feet backwards yeah okay and it comes gallivamping towards you and it's a good thing you move 30 feet backwards because uh, realizing you're out of range it double moves and it covers 120 feet so it's only 30 feet away from you at this point Gosh. and then it is your turn what do you got what do i got Is this thing an elemental or am I wasting my, my spell? It is an elemental. Okay. Then I will keep my spell on it. My spell on me. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I guess I'll shoot it twice. Okay. It's, it's the most I can do with sharpshooter. Brother. They're terrible. The lowest one's a 12, and the highest one's a 16. Oh, you just barely missed it. You see, just glance off its shoulder. Are you going to continue to move? Um, You're 30 feet away, and it made um, 90, 120 feet in one round. Yeah. I will move back 30 okay. feet. So you're six feet away? Yeah. Okay. And it comes charging up in its round and uh, gets right up in your face, goes 60 feet. Okay, and what are you going to do on your turn? 
Something stupid. Okay. Um. If this works, it'll be great. If not, I'm toast. I'm going to cast Banishment on it. Okay. And it has to do a, what kind of a saving throw? A charisma saving throw. Charisma. It does not have a good charisma. DC 6, 16. And rolling a 5 with a negative 2 charisma, it disappears. <sighs> and there's no reason that you'll not be able to keep it disappeared for a minute. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you you see the smith just kind of tuck his uh, his hammer under his arm and just kind of give you the slow golf clap and says, very good, Lassie. I was really worried about you there. You, you, look, you look a little beat up, he, he says. Just a little bit. And he just kind of comes up to you and, and the big spectral dog just kind of comes up and, and gives you a sniff. And uh, then uh, he... Uh, he says, "Let me, let me, uh, let me see if I can bandage up a little bit here." And um, so he, what's your, what's your hit dice? Uh, D ten. D tens. Okay. So he kind of pulls some, uh, thankfully clean claws out of a uh, little satchel at his side, and and kind of uh, goes and and uh, slings you up a little bit there, and you get fourteen points of. Uh, hit points back you can also go and do some hit dice if you want as well i will so bad my rolls are terrible i got eight eight back okay so what does that put you at i'm at 31 right now that's eh, not terribly good and uh, anyway not so the best the- ever so the uh, guy looks at you kind of expectantly and says, uh, so uh, so what, what are we going to do now? Uh, I still don't see your friends. What are you going to do? Well. I can see you used to the mountains. Yes. I bet if anyone can find them, you can, right? Probably. Um, well, I have a list of people, so. I'm going to try to find... Probably Arlen first. He's probably not the best at surviving alone in the mountains. Um, so why don't you give me a... Can I cast Locate Creature? Um, yeah, you I know probably the, can do I that. I know the creature. How, 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 what is the distance that that would work? Oh, I think it's like... 1,000 feet? Hold on. Yeah, 1,000 feet. Okay. Yes, and off in that a direction there, up the hill, you detect an Arlen. Cool. And you take off that way, then the smith just kind of jogging behind you, and that's where we're going to stop today. Dungeon Master's Notes. 
Okay, well, now this is why we just don't tend to do 1v1 games here on the podcast. Um, just a lot of uh, dead air there while one player tried to figure out what they're doing because they were the only player. Uh, usually we've got the other five filling in with all sorts of kishy little details that uh, makes this podcast so much fun to listen to. Anyway, don't worry though. There is will be at least one more um, here in the next episodes since we're coming in on Arlen. And who knows what's going to come after that. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Jade got her clock cleaned pretty well um, and had to be saved by... Well, who is this person that's with her? That's very interesting. That'll be fun to explore as we go along too. So what's the answers to all these questions? We'll have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then, rate us and subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com with questions or comments. Follow us at Relic of the Past or Relic of the Past Podcast on your social media feeds. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.